Hello and welcome to episode 421, part two, redo, whatever. Redux, redow, reloaded. This is episode 421 of LNG Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. With me, I have Justin. A fine glove's worth the death of a gentleman. It's pretty, I mean, a life just for a pair of gloves? He's a gentleman too. It's like, actually I mean, so. In the context guy. of the song, the lady is saying that I'm I'll, I'm going to kill you with my hands, and she's oh. actually doing. You know, she's she's trying to be mannerly about it. Like I'm going to find a good pair of gloves. <laughs> You'll be treated right. All right. Uh, what's what's going on, Justin? Uh, well, I just to just to point out since you since you mentioned it, uh, in case it it has been a long time, and yes, we don't podcast as much as we used to, but unfortunately, the audio for the last episode yeah i don't know what happened Matt. okay so like our our side came out extremely loud huh like it was like just like i, and I can't do anything to reduce that like it, it's, it's like in that way where word where's lord i guess yeah and the whole just, time yeah and i was like i can't fix this i just can't there's nothing i can do with this blame yeah ergo the new mics i assume well, no, I mean, uh, we were using, uh, <clears throat> we were, the, the mixer was messed up oh. or it had an issue or something. And so we went with the, uh, those wireless mics that I have. Oh. And because we went with those. Oh, like I the bell clippy to, mics that we take to convention? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I didn't reduce or listen to like the recording of it. Mm-hmm. So I guess Jeremy's like really came in really loud. Hmm. The guy sounded okay-ish. But Jeremy just booming voice of God. Over That's here. probably you know Jeremy tends to talk louder yeah. once he gets going, and you have a you have a softer tone. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, you went to Iceland. I went to Iceland third For time, fiftieth time. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I really like Iceland. Um, but this is this is something I had been planning pretty much since the first time I went. So the first time I went back in 2013 um, was I had some, uh, an old friend from high school that lives in Colorado. That was like, basically it was one of those things where they posted pictures from when they went to Iceland and I on Facebook back when I was on Facebook and uh, regularly. And I was like, that looks cool. So then uh, uh, I don't know, a year later in 2013, they were like, yeah, we're going back for this festival. And I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. And they were like, you should come along. And I was like, oh, okay. So basically Iceland Air um, kind of promotes this this festival. And so I did like a package deal for airfare and hotel back then. But pretty much immediately fell in love with the country. Probably as much because that was the first time I'd been out of the country since I was too young to remember. We actually went to Germany when I was like five um, because my grandmother's from Germany. But uh, I definitely immediately fell in love with with the country um, and the landscape and all that. So ever since then, I've been planning on doing um, a a longer road trip because there's this one road. It's called Route 1 that goes around the entire country. The country is basically, I mean, it's an island. um, And there's a highland area in the middle. And then, you know, it slopes down to the coast. So there's a road that goes all around that highland area. And it goes into the highlands a little bit in the north. But for the most part, it pretty much just like travels along the coast. Um, 
so that's something I'd wanted to wanted to do for a long time. And so, you know, when I brought it up to Jennifer uh, over a year ago, she was like, yeah, I want to go to Iceland. Uh, so we put together a road trip. It was a, see, I think that we were, it was effectively a nine or 10 day road trip. I can never quite remember exactly. We left on a Saturday and came back on a Tuesday. So uh, the overall time was a little longer, but like actual time in Iceland, I think was around like nine full days. And uh, it's pretty much everything that I wanted it to be. Uh, just driving around that that alien countryside. If you've seen, and I still haven't seen, um, but this just reminded me that I need to sit down and watch uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I know you've recommended it before, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've seen that movie, you kind of have an idea of what, what you can expect. Um, or if you've seen several Hollywood movies or TV shows in the past 10 years, if it looks like they were in a like sparse alien environment. But, you know, if you're like, that looks like they're actually there. I wonder if they filmed that on location somewhere. There's a good chance it was in Iceland, especially if it was a, a cold weather environment. Um, a lot of tourism of the last decade came from... Uh, game of thrones because they have shot several scenes there including pretty much pretty much anytime they went north of the wall and were walking around on ice that was shot on a glacier somewhere in iceland um because the the glaciers it's it's pretty cool uh most glaciers are on the tops of mountains that are high enough that they don't ever uh melt that that's what a glacier is it's just snow and ice that accumulates um in an area that um where it doesn't get warm enough for it to melt. And so it just accumulates, accumulates, accumulates sometimes over thousands of thousands of years. Um, and then because of all that weight, the glacier will actually start to travel down, you know, the mountain or whatever, um, wherever it is. So like, for example, um, Mount Rainier here in Washington has glaciers at the top. Most, most mountains that have a, a white tip year round, those are, those are glaciers. But in Iceland, they have one big glacier in the southeast, one very, very big glacier. And there's other glaciers that is so big that its little fingers, for lack of a better term, along the edges actually push down uh, almost to sea level in some cases. So, for example, even though it can get into the 70s and like a heat wave, it might get into the low 80s in, uh, in Iceland in the South, they still have these glaciers that are there year round. And of course they'll melt at the somewhat at the ends, but all of that is basically to say, you've got glaciers that just kind of come right down to the coastal level. And one of the things we did was to um, book a, a guide. Uh, it was like a group excursion thing, about five hours to go and walk on a glacier. So that was really fucking cool. <laughs> Definitely never done anything like that before. And uh, unfortunately, thanks to climate change, um, opportunities to do such a thing um, may shrink, much like the glaciers. Um, they were talking about the, the glacier we walked on, which, I mean, it literally just like spilled over the edge of this short mountain range and down into this, uh, well, valley that it effectively carved. Uh, you could see like a lot of melt melt off and the the tour guide was like uh how long do you think before the glacier will be melted back up over the uh mountain line we were like i was like i don't know 40 years she's like oh way too optimistic we're uh, the estimates are 20 years right now i was like jesus because like i said we walked on and it took us i mean it i i we walked 
like total about four miles and about half of the mile was to walk to the glacier from where the parking was. So I mean, it was pretty big, you know, I, I think I, I don't know if I posted pictures on Twitter of that glacier. I think I did. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, did lots of hiking. Um, had really good weather. Got really lucky on the weather because Iceland weather, unless it's like July, you really can't count on a clear day or, or a non-rainy day. You're, you're just getting lucky if you if you do. And we really, I mean, we got rained on here and there, but we really only had one day where there was just low clouds and drizzle the entire day. Um, and the last three days was just completely, almost completely clear skies. So got really lucky with that. Um, saw a billion waterfalls, water, Iceland. Like I said, it's, it's basically like this highland in the middle. So you're just driving along and you can just see waterfalls just jutting off what looks like the mountain ridge. Um, so, you know, often three, four, five, six, six, seven at a time. You know, we, we started, we Jennifer brought up the question of like, what, what counts as a waterfall? Because you could see, sometimes you would see it come off a ridge line, like probably a mile and a half away from the road. And then it would just cascade down like a, like a, I don't know, like really rough rapids. And then it would fall in a traditional waterfall look. And then it would keep going and then it would fall again. And she's like, is that, is that, is that a waterfall? Is that a waterfall? Is that multiple waterfalls? Um, I would say anytime water pours off of a surface. Yeah. I mean, that's what you would think, right? But then sometimes you see like the water drop several times in 10 to 15 feet. And like your gut instinct is like, well, that's just one waterfall, right? Um, That's waterfalls, man. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, case, then no. Yeah, if that's the case, then Iceland has billions of waterfalls. (laughs) But I mean, as far as like, even if you just constricted it to you know per stream that we saw falling, um, I mean, it was countless. It was easily over a hundred, and that's all. That's all the way down from just like a little stream that you see that, you know, you can't even like, there's no road or anything up to it because it's so insignificant that it's not even a tourist attraction all the way up to, um, I know there's at least one waterfall that has as much volume as uh, the Niagara Falls, for example. Um, we, we definitely saw several really big, like hundred story drop off waterfalls. We saw the waterfall. Uh, if you saw the movie Prometheus, and you may or may not remember because that movie is very forgettable. The beginning where one of the gray alien dudes lands on a planet and he drinks some black shit next to a waterfall and then falls into it. We saw that waterfall because that was filmed there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, just really enjoying like, lear- you know, learning about Iceland and like really understanding how it came to be formed, why it's so s- distinct. And the big reason is because it's actually very young. Um, it's, I think, only a few hundred thousand years old um, when the activity started up that started making it. So it's it's just a young volcanic island. Um, and uh, what our <laughs> our glacial glacier tour guide was like, people ask, um, you know, what rocks I can pick up that are volcanic. And uh, we always tell them any rock, any rock you pick up is volcanic here. It's all, it's all created by volcanoes. Um, 
And then to cap it off, uh, we were hoping to see the Northern Lights, which is certainly not a guarantee. Um, depending on weather and depending on the activity, the Northern Lights are based on uh, solar activity and the way it interacts with the Earth's magnetic fields. And if there's like a, for example, like a solar storm, you've probably heard about that before, which can sometimes mess with our satellites. That will usually mean like a higher, brighter Northern Lights. So uh, sure enough, the last um, few days that we were there coincided with a, a bit of an electromagnetic uh, storm that raised the KP numbers. And uh, we went out the first night of, of that. The first night it was clear, I should say. It wasn't the first night. The first night it was cloudy uh, where we were. But uh, we ended up in the southwest towards the end of the trip and went out. Um, and it was kind of funny. Like The one thing I want to express to people, because if you've seen pictures or videos on the Northern Lights, and I'm sure you have, you're used to seeing like the green, I don't know, sheets of light in the sky. Maybe some purple. But... Um, and we actually saw the Northern lights on the flight over because it was an overnight flight. And I was looking out the window and I saw what looked like, I don't know, gray smears in the sky that could have been clouds reflecting the moonlight for all I knew. And I was like, I, is that, the, you know, then uh, it kind of looked like they were slowly changing. So I got my camera out and took a photo and that's, and they came out green. So that's how I knew it was the Northern lights. And, and they got a little more active on when we were on the plane, but you never saw them as like green with your eye. They were always kind of like a grayish color. Um, even, even when you started to see them dance. And so sure enough, the first night we went out, that that's kind of what we saw on the sky. It was like these kind of gray streaks and it was cool. You know, it was like nothing I'd ever seen before, but for about 30 minutes, I, I turned to Jennifer and I was like, well, this is pretty, this is cool. I've never seen anything like this before. But, you know, I don't know. I kind of expected it to be more impressive. And she said, I was thinking the same thing. I'm glad you said something. Uh, and as, as if as if the sky heard us and was like, watch this, assholes. The sky just exploded uh, with, with the lights after that. And you could start to really see the greens and the purples coming through when it got bright. And it was just like, I mean, it, it's hard to explain, but it's just like shimmering light all over your head. Um, uh, I, one, one analogy I've used when it, when it was really active like that is it's kind of like a blowtorch, like the, the light at the end of a blowtorch, how you get that, that bright whiteness, but then, you know, depending on how it's, how it's twisted, you can sometimes see like a little tinge of, uh, green or purple in the flame. That's kind of what it's like. It's mostly that grayish white color, but with like, edges of green and purple. Now you take a photo and it's just like, you know, glaring green. It looks like fucking ooze from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, but yeah, that's, that's mostly what we saw. And then we went out the next night and got like, we never saw as amazing as magnificent, magnificent, because what it does is it kind of like, it'll intensify and then it'll de-intensify. And you, there's really no predicting how it's going to be at any given moment. You just kind of have to be out there to, to watch it and, and, and see, and take your, you know, not, 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 not call it quits if it's not being particularly active when you first um, start to see it. Uh, so the second night, it wasn't as magnificent, but it was like at a higher level of activity for probably like two hours. Um, so yeah, it was really, it was really something. It was, it was exactly, I could not have asked for a, a better lineup of events to, to be able to witness those, especially two nights in the row. I would have been happy with one 
that first night, but um, got real got real lucky with that. And uh, otherwise, mm-hmm. it was you know ate good food, enjoyed road tripping. That's that's my kind of trip right there. Like if you ask me, um, you know, if you were independently wealthy, what would you do? I would probably say take road trips in foreign lands. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something so. I guess it's the wanderlust in me, the urge to explore. Yeah. I don't know. I get it. But yeah. All right. Anything else going on? Uh, I finished God of War before we left. Great game. It feels like eons ago uh, because it was like three weeks ago. I think that I finished that game. Um, yeah. And uh, it was a great game. Uh, I went and I fought. So it's one of those games where the end boss is not really that hard. But there are challenges and some like challenge bosses that you can kind of like some extra quests that you can track down and that stuff's really hard. So I went around and beat all the Valkyries, which anybody that's played that game would know what I'm talking about. It's just basically these there's like eight Valkyries that have all been kind of brainwashed, for lack of a better term. Um, So they're all aggressive and you have to fight them and release their souls. And then once you do, you kind of unlock the queen (laughs) Valkyrie. And it, like literally the day we were leaving, we had a few hours in the morning. I was rushing to like beat the last Valkyries. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go fight the, the boss lady. And I put like two tries into her and was like, I'm not going to beat this lady. Uh, I could probably, if I did, if I had like two or three days and I felt like banging my head against it, I could probably find a strategy but she like she combines all of the toughest tactics of the previous Valkyries and she was just completely beating my ass so I was like you know what I've beaten this game I'm good with this game <laughs> uh, but really good game uh, have you Matt I would actually recommend like watching the story on YouTube I know you've done that for okay. games before I think that you yeah. would um, really enjoy the story of that one um, I don't know if I know any of I mean is the first one I don't even is 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 he does something happen in the first one? Yeah, so he's just a he's just a Spartan soldier, uh, and I, I, I've forgotten a lot about this because that game came out like in two thousand four, I think, <laughs> uh, maybe two thousand five, and he comes home and his family is murdered, and I don't I think he like finds out that basically the god of war, like the Grecian Greek god See, of I war. I thought that was the plot of Dante's Inferno. Uh, it's not. It's not dissimilar. <laughs> yeah, because Dante's Inferno. You mean the video game, right? Yeah. Um, I think doesn't he find like his wife gets killed and he ha- he, he travels into hell. Yeah. I mean Dante's Inferno, and I didn't play it, but what I remember definitely owes a lot to God of War. I think they were definitely like, hey, we can make one of those games because God of War series, you know, it's been it's it's done well. It's pretty successful, but you don't really need the story from the previous three games to enjoy the story on this one. If you just know that he killed pretty much the entire Grecian pantheon of gods, including Zeus. And from what you can tell, like he basically retired in Scandinavia um, and had a had a had a boy with a with a new wife. And that's that's pretty much all you need to know. And then you just just like knowing that like he's been through some shit. He's seen some shit. He wanted kind of like a like a classic old man Logan sort of unforgiven style. Like oh badass tries to retire and you know just live a simple life. Uh, and then you know it's Kratos. It's God of War. Shit, shit seems to find him. So yeah, I would okay. I would recommend 
checking out that story. Uh, mm. And then the other thing that I've been playing is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. This is the game. So um, the director of my favorite game of all time, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, is uh, Iga Kogirashi, I think. I've never actually had to say it out loud. Um, his first name's Iga. He, he kind of goes by Iga, I-G-A. And he made that game and several other games for uh, Konami, mostly like Castlevania games. And then Konami had kind of switched gears and was like pulling back from making video games and kind of treating their developers shitty and mostly just like focusing on making Pachinko games now. So he left the company years ago and then started a Kickstarter to basically make a new Castlevania type game. So it's, it's like Castlevania in every way, except for the name It's called bloodstained and, you know, there's no Belmonts, there's no Dracula, but it's, it's a fucking like, it's a, it's a Metroidvania, which is a term that was kind of coined by um, these Castlevania ex- ex- exploration type games. So it's sort of like Metroid, you know, you're like, you, you've got a map, you're, you're moving about, you're killing bosses, you're coming up against like obstacles that you can't pass or like, oh, it looks like I could jump up there if I could, you know, jump higher than I can currently jump. And then eventually you get a double jump and that will give you the ability. That's, that's kind of a classic uh, classic upgrade in these kind of games. You start with a single jump and then you get a double jump and that lets you get to higher areas, which unlocks new areas. And uh, yeah, I'm enjoying that. It's I don't love the art style because I'm used to like the hand-drawn 2D animation of the older games, which I don't know. I just, I just get more out of that than in this case, it's all 3D, like polygonal, um, but it's set from a side-scroller perspective. So it's still like, it's still a side scroller. It's just, it's polygonal art. And I don't think that the art style is particularly great or unique. Like that, I think this is the last game I kickstarted because it was around the time that games were kind of getting delivered um, via Kickstarter that were maybe not as polished or, you know, were like heavily delayed or came out and were actually bad. And I just was like, you know what, I'm going to stop kickstarting putting money towards things like this if i can't guarantee a good product which you know i knew there wasn't ever a guarantee of a good product and i don't regret kickstarting this game but uh yeah i just don't love the art style but otherwise it's like it's it's a it's a castlevania it's it's one of those kinds of games i've always liked i'm not it it doesn't quite have its hooks in me and i say this as someone like i've i'm pretty near the end of the game i think but um i'll put my time into it and I've got plenty of time because I'm no longer playing Overwatch. Yeah, let's see. Let's see how that holds out. Yeah. It was funny because you I you know, I had to like unsubscribe from the subreddit and then uh you know, unfollow them on Twitter. Um and then you retweeted the little a little announce. Every t- every time Overwatch has an event, they'll put out like a little trailer that kind of shows off all the stuff they've added to the game. Um and that's always you know, fairly exciting. You get to see all the new skins they've come up with. And I watched the video for the, uh, the Halloween event. I've, 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 I like the Halloween event. I think it's, you know, one of the better events that they put on. So I was like, "Eh." but you know, after that little urge passed, I was like, nah, whatever. You know, I feel like even the thing is, is, so I'm, I basically quit kind of to, I didn't like, I'm not going to go into 
all the stuff with the blizzard in China, you either have heard about it and know everything about it, or you don't care because, you know, it's, it's kind of all over the place, but I'm not going to pretend that it was like a big, hard thing to give up overwatch because, you know, it's the kind of thing that I I had just taken to playing daily because it was just easy to jump in and out of. And, you know, not that I wasn't enjoying playing it, but, you know, as opposed to, say, starting one of many video games that I have bought on Steam and haven't started up or, you know, watching some TV show that I've been wanting to get to. It was easy to just like play some more Overwatch. Um, so in that way of I've been thinking about, you know, putting it down again, because I've done this in the past, putting it down again. Um, it was easy after I, I disagreed with how they handled um, the Hearthstone player to just kind of put it down for a while uh if for nothing else that like i knew i could put it down you know indefinitely and also you know i wanted to just add another account to you know the all the people that at least were saying that they were going to stop playing and for a lot of people it was you know they were playing wow so they just unsubscribed from playing wow that's a that's an immediate impact that they could make um for me i just wanted it to i just wanted my regular play to coincide with all of that to add to any internal numbers they might be running to, you know, maybe realize like, oh, there's a lot of people that believe in this. And, you know, I'm sure for all, for any of the number of people that were like, I'm going to stop playing WoW or I'm going to stop playing Overwatch is probably not near as much as the amount of money they're making in China to, to kowtow to that government. So who knows? They did roll back the, uh, the punishment a little bit. Um, Actually, kind of a lot because they had originally banned the guy for a year and taken his prize money and banned and fired the two casters that were talking to the the winner when he when he you know made a statement. Uh, and so they have just um, instead just uh, suspended the two casters for I think six months and suspended and they cut back the, the the guy's suspension by six months and gave him his prize money. So like you know better. Um, but I'm just, yeah, I don't, I don't like the idea of these companies willing to silence in a totalitarian way, any kind of support or um, any kind of recognition of Hong Kong as a country. I've learned a lot in the last couple of weeks and I've did some, you know, did some of my own research because I don't just want to take what people are saying. And like, I firmly believe that Hong Kong has been its own thing for a long, long time. And it's bullshit that China is still like, no, 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 that's, that's us. That's our country too. You know, Tibet has tried to be, has wanted to be independent for a long time and they've silenced that kind of stuff. So not real happy with the Chinese government. So anyway, so I think that's, it's pretty much, pretty much what I've been up to. What, what have you been up to, Matt? <laughs> Sorry. I feel like I've, I'm, I feel like I've just been monologuing for 20 minutes. <laughs> About, Probably about 27, 28 minutes. Um, so you're welcome really to, you know, you're always notes. welcome to interrupt and ask questions or <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> interact. These are really old notes. So, uh, well, you've I been really playing enjoyed the Call of Duty Modern Warfare beta. Oh, I didn't even know I've, you played that. And I've pre-ordered it. So, oh, okay. That'll come out at the end of uh, October. Yeah, it was. It, it had the real like classic feel, you know, back when we were living together and played it on the xbox or whatever yeah because it's i mean they've basically it's not a remaster or a, a remake per se they've just 
decided to like make a new modern warfare so it's reminiscent right of the yeah well, it's obviously like it is where they've tried to make it futuristic or right set it in something that it's just going back to the basically the heart of modern warfare yeah and just giving you that sense again yeah it's so, been 12 years it's hard to believe <laughs> yeah and, and like i just had a really fun time with it um so I ended up, I was like, you know what? I've got, I had $60 sitting in my battle.net account or whatever from selling gold or whatever. So I was like, sure, I'll spend it on yeah, Call of Duty. Right. But now, Justin, I've got a band. I've got this bliss, I've got this boycott going. <laughs> so, I mean, ah, well, boycott will be over in uh, like two weeks. So, whatever. <laughs> well, you just say like, okay, well, they, they reeled back the punishment. I'm good with it now. <laughs> well, I'm like. Now, I'm banning Blizzard. I'm boycotting Blizzard. But Activision. <laughs> Even though it's like the same company. <laughs> but you're also playing um, Ghost Recon, right? Yeah. New Ghost well, Recon game? Man. Let me get through my notes here. Oh, I'm sorry. That's probably down there somewhere. Actually, I don't see it anywhere in there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm playing you were tweeting uh, all about Ghost it. Recon. We could go. Yeah, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Uh, and that's kind of died down for hmm. me because I'm kind of like they they don't they they haven't introduced they have rating in there but it hasn't been int- it hasn't been implemented yet like it's hmm. there but they haven't opened it up for anybody apparently that's like like in the second patch it's going to come out or something's going to be turned on so um right now I'm like at like item level 210 of gear or something like that and you can get up to 252 is the hard max they have item levels of gear yeah, so huh. like that's how they determine like basically the enemies and stuff. Is so it's an open world game um, with uh, matchmaking co op and also PvP, and so um, basically you have like hubs. So like this this one hub called Arrowin, I think, is like a place where everybody. It's kind of like uh, Guild Wars, kind of like you know how you go to a city mm-hmm. and everybody be in that city. Oh, I see. But then outside of that, it's instant. Yeah. So, um, but you can join other people's sessions and stuff if you want to and just help them do missions and be in their world or they can join yours too. And uh, so I've been running around with a couple of people, made a couple of friends and stuff and just started doing quests with it or not quests, but missions with them where you got to like go kill it. There's a main storyline too. It's a very interesting, I mean, I don't know. I thought it, I think it's kind of cool where like there was like basically like a this is a utopian island that was set up as like almost like if like Bill Gates or Zuckerberg or somebody some technological person was like hey I've got this island I want all these great minds to come and like we'll build stuff for the future and stuff like that but then supposedly um uh Shane's character from Walking Dead that guy I don't know Oh yeah know uh, Berg Bergdahl yeah, he he comes in apparently and like just takes over the island as a merc or whatever, <laughs> and like he's like the main boss guy or something. Hmm. You should go look it up. There's a video of how like you can kill that guy within like the first ten minutes of the game <laughs> because but he's supposed to be like the boss guy. Yeah, well, because they put they put it in to where like you, you yeah just to spoil it at the very beginning, like you're going to the island your helicopters get shot down 
and you're going around checking on these helicopters that got shot down, and then you go check on one particular helicopter, and it starts a cutscene where uh, I think the guy's name is Weaver or Walker. I can't remember. I think he's Walker. He comes he comes up to this one guy and just like shoots him in the head. But like right when that cutscene ends, the the main bad guy walks to go get into a helicopter. And so what you can do is you can just like work around that story and go to the main city and buy like rocket launchers and all kinds of other stuff. <laughs> and just, then you go back to that cutscene area. That's going to start the cutscene, And then as soon as that cutscene ends, you just use the rocket launcher on the helicopter and blow them up. <laughs> Does it give you like a, like a, like a congratulations screen and everything? Yeah. Well, yeah, you get, uh, you get like the items that you would get when you normally kill them. Oh my God. <laughs> so like, but they're like, they're, they're, they're scaled to you. Oh, so the, the abilities would be the, the I think one of them is like, it does extra, it does like a lot of damage or something, but it still starts off as like an item level two or something like that. I mean, like all the gear just basically levels as you level. Oh my God. Can you hear that? I hear something very light in the background. Okay, I'm curious if I'm curious if the people can hear. That was the dog. I I got a bowl of water in here for the dog, mm-hmm. so he was like going to town on that water. And he was <laughs> curious if, yeah, <laughs> dogs are not quiet hear. drinkers. That's for sure. <laughs> it's very interesting. Uh, I've, I I remember seeing a slow mo video of a dog drinking. Like they use their tongue to like kind of cup it. Yeah, and pull it into their mouth. Yeah. And it makes Very sense when you think about it, because like, well, aside from the fact that they're clearly not making a suction with their lips, <laughs> that'd be a lot quieter. But it's like, yeah, like, I, yeah, I guess they would have to do that. Animals Uh-oh. are crazy. Just got that sleeper update. Jalen Ramsey in the process of being traded to the Rams. Kind of crazy. Oh, that's interesting. Well, that would explain their uh, their, their trading of, trade of, of a, a different cornerback earlier. I don't remember who yeah. it was. They traded somebody um, to the Ravens. Let's see. Uh, wow. Classic. Uh, at the time I wrote this, I had a level 37 Druid an 18, a level 18 mage and a level 15 priest. And to this day, I still have that because, uh, I wrote down, I think I'm burned out. Just slow grind. Enjoyed Azeroth autopilot, which was an add on until it started making me jump around zones after just one level. So Azeroth, uh, this add on called Azeroth autopilot, it basically, it would show up on your screen like you need to go grab this quest. And then as soon as you grab the quest, it would change it to like go kill these things or get this stuff. And then as soon as you got that stuff, it would change on the screen to like go run here and turn this in. And is it just it is really it just nice. changing the, the text you need? Uh, it was it had, you know, it just had like a box or something or what, you know, to the side. Okay. And it would update automatically. I didn't know if like, it was. But it would be like. Go ahead. It'd be like, you do like two or three quests in a zone and be like, all right, now go run to this place. And I was like, I don't want to, there's still, I still got all these quests around here to do. Yeah. Do the closest ones, you stupid robot. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, all right, now go run, go run to this zone. That's like two or three levels over here. And like, it's like, okay, I'm done. It's just, it's just, it's frustrating. I, I I definitely remember, you know, whenever you download an app or something like that, where you're like, Okay, you got the general idea, but you fucked it up. You had to go and fuck it up. It so clearly needs to be this way, and you made it this way. Ugh. <laughs> it's so frustrating. But yeah, it's just such a slow grind. So, and I was like, I'm just done. <laughs> like, 
And I, I don't know if you watched if you watched that honest trailer I linked. I, I did not. It's just it's just funny because it's like it's like you could you you'll get to go a level you'll get to slowly level up and then go fight this stuff that you could easily one shot with it, uh, in the regular retail version. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess you could. You could just go like like yeah, you can just beat this thing with an auto attack. Like talking about a Nixie and stuff like that. It's like yeah, you you, you could you could do that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this you know, it's it's all about the nostalgic experience, but yeah, I'll, I'll admit I, I was surprised at how popular it was when it came out, at least based on people tweeting about it and talking about it and whatnot. I feel like it's the kind of thing where it's going to, it's probably already dwindled off heavily, you know, because yeah. whenever, I, I know these days, whenever I try something nostalgic, I'm, well, you know, in the, in the past, when I've tried something nostalgic, right. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you know, for like maybe an hour or two, and then you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. I got my taste. I got my, my little nostalgia blast. Yeah, yeah. especially something like Classic WoW. I mean, I specifically remember the first time we played, getting to level 42, and just I think I think I mentioned this on the the podcast we did we uh, that didn't come out. Um, it was just like, yeah. All right, I don't know where to quest now, and I don't want to grind. And oh my god, it takes forever to get to the next level. I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, it's pretty much how I did it. It was like I'm done. I'm 37. I'm I'm out. I'm done with this. And yeah. Then I I because what I would do is I'd be like, oh man, I really want to like my priest. I was like, man, I really enjoy this. I want to get these talents. Blah blah blah. But just the grind to get to that part that I was like. I don't want to, it takes me two forevers to get to the level where I want to do that. So no, thank you. I'm good. You were so close to the first mount. Uh, well, I had a druid, so I had like, I got like travel form at like uh, level 30, I think, which is just 40% amount right. and 60%. Right. But I was like, whatever. I don't care. I'm done. <laughs> um, and I, I, I was really want, having fun with the druid. I mean, like, it was okay in, in cat form, but like uh, just the resource management is like daunting, especially when I was playing a mage or a priest, at least with priest, I had like an ability to like help me with my mana regen, but mm-hmm. uh, it's just awful. It's just awful. Justin, don't play it. Yeah. I definitely remember when we were, you know, back in the day when we were raiding as, as a healer, my main management was managing my mana. Like that's the main thing you have oh, yeah. to look at. Like, oh, can't use my big spells too much. Got to yeah, use my little like, spells as much as possible. I was like, oh yeah, we can downrank in this version. <laughs> oh yeah, I can downrank my spells. So like, when I was running as a druid and healing at one point for uh, dead mines, and I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta start using these lower cast spells because I need to really work on my my mana resource. Um, I wrote down virtual blackface equals playing a black wow character. <laughs> and I guess I just imagined a scenario where it'd be like you'd be sitting there playing wow and then somebody'd walk up and be like, Are you playing a are you are you playing a black character? It's like, man, I'm just yeah, it's just it's what the random yeah. generator can, but you you're white. Well yeah, but mm, I don't think you yeah, that's that's well, appropriation. <laughs> and then you're like what? And, and then and then you're like in this in this skit format, you know, it shows the other the other person and they're like a blood elf or something. And you're like, you're another impossible race altogether. 
He's like, uh, yeah, these don't exist. <laughs> if there were actual blood elves, I wouldn't be a blood elf. Sorry, I had to give the dog a treat because he was like bothering me. He was like <laughs> just looking at me with like these puppy dog eyes, l- literal puppy dog eyes. <laughs> um, he does have some good puppy dog eyes. I feel like the person that made the flight points and wow, were just like me trying to draw my draw with my mouse in MS paint, you know? Yeah. Like they, they, they definitely let the artistic team take care of those flight paths. <laughs> those flight paths are just like awful, man. It's just like you're swooping down in areas and I'm surprised you don't like do a, a, a loop or something and just to like, just be like, look guys, we could do loops. <laughs> I feel like I I feel like I remember Stormwind. Every time you came in, it did this path, especially if you came in from the north, where it like sweeps down through Goldshire <laughs> instead of just fucking going straight to the landing spot. Right. Yeah. Oh god, that reminds me of that fantastic mod though that had the uh, flight travel times on it. So as soon as you, oh yeah, that would hop- just be like, all right, your ETA is whatever. Yeah, eight minutes and thirty seconds. Okay, I can definitely pee. Maybe grab a snack. <laughs> Uh, I think it would be funny if in the middle of a porno for the man or woman to say, Alexa, call mom. Did you mean mom? Oh, shit. Alexa, stop. But yeah. So you're like sitting there. You're watching your porn. Next thing you know, it calls your mom. <laughs> That'd be awkward. That'd be, yeah. It'd be pretty awkward. Huh? What? No. Uh, no. No. Uh, I'm surprised no one has done... Mass murder via envelope poisoning. Like, what's the security around envelope glue? Hmm. It's a good question. Uh, I mean, the the Unabomber sent bombs in the mail, but yeah, it's interesting when you when you mention it. It, make, it makes me think of how, like, when people when they when they do mass murder, it's always like, I want to get a gun and walk around and 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 shoot people. No one ever is like, what, what way could I kill the most people at one time? Because like, <laughs> like you said, like you just mentioned, like there's a lot of ways that you could really wreck some havoc. And I just, I wonder what the psychosis, the, the psychological analysis is that thankfully stops a person from implementing what would be like a supervillain plan. You know, the, the, the Joker poisoning the water supply of all of Gotham. Hmm. Did you watch Joker? The movie? No. Have you seen it? Oh man, you got you guys gotta go see Joker. Is it good? Is it worth seeing? Oh man, I think it's like the best. It's the best DC movie. Well, in like past ten years. Oh, I don't know. Shazam, Shazam was pretty good. And you say so? Oh, you didn't like Shazam? I love Shazam. I mean, I mean, I I didn't love Shazam, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you go see Joker, man. Well, actually, I'm glad you brought it up because it made me think of the other movie I saw, Ad Astra, which is I figured if if I had if I could make a bet with someone, I would put twenty dollars on you having seen that already, because it seems like such (laughs) an up your alley movie. I was going to go see it. Yeah. But then, like, I was just like, I mean, like, eh." yeah, like it just didn't. Yeah. Wait for it just didn't seem like a movie that I needed to go see. Like it was it. I don't know. So there are some impressive shots 
I mean, and I say that the reason I say that is because, you know, when, 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 when you think about like, do I need to see this in theater? Usually you're thinking about some like a blockbuster movie or something, right? Um, there's some impressive shots, but no, uh, absolutely wait for home video or I keep saying home video. There's home video <laughs> for streaming. I'll I guess, I guess, I guess that's what the people say for streaming. Wait for streaming. What, yeah. what the kids say. Uh, yeah. And anyway, the, the reason I thought about it is because like we went and saw that it was probably like, I think it was a 1230 on a Saturday and it was just like, there were these two teenagers behind us that were like crinkling their food and eating with their mouths open. And I guess the movie yeah. was too quiet. And then like Jennifer yeah. was complaining about the guy next to her that was like, I'm just like eating with his mouth open. And, you know, we didn't like the movie. So we definitely both were like, why did we, how do we go to the movies? You know? <laughs> Unless it's yeah, like a blockbuster. You start questioning. Yeah. Well, I mean, it had been kind of hyped up throughout the year. Joker? At oh, Astro. oh, yeah. No, I was definitely like, as soon as I heard about it, I was like, oh, sci-fi movie with Brad Pitt? I Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> yeah, it it the, it kind of gave off a somewhat um, interstellar yep. vibe or maybe possibly like a contact-ish vibe with like exploration and possibly the unknown and stuff. I don't know. Kind of. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just, I was just like, eh, whatever. I'll just, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah. Eh, I'm good. Yeah. Wait for that one. But see, um, the thing is, is Joker also looked like a movie I could wait for. Oh yeah. I think, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not saying you can't wait for it. I'm just okay. saying it's good, it is good. to where, You'll be glad that you went and saw it now because you got to see it now. Like, okay. Where you didn't wait, you know, five oh, or six see. months to wait for it to come out. Okay. It's actually worth going and, and checking out now. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a matinee worth film. Sure. Um, it's interesting how we're compassionate to people that decide to not pursue a, a cure with a terminal illness yet we criticize those that want to commit suicide. Hmm. Yeah. I think, I, I guess the idea there is like, there are so many people that commit suicide that just, you know, s studies and evidence has shown that suicide is almost always an impulsive decision and any kind of delay can make a person change their mind and they might not ever make it back to that place that, that gave them enough courage to commit suicide. Um, which is why, you know, there's people that that watch bridges sometimes um, volunteer to try and like catch people before they jump, or you know, you get the suicide hotlines. Uh, but hey, man, I'm I, you know, you want to get into personal politics? I think if someone wants to kill themselves, that's their fucking right. I think that a lot of people are all about suicide prevention in the moment, but not so much about helping that person get their head right where they actually need to be, where they feel like it's worth living. And to me, that feels like kind of a cop out. Like, I'm, I don't know. It's, I try not to talk about that much because like, I'm basically saying like, don't try to stop people from committing suicide. I, I think there is value there. Probably. I just, I think it's kind of bullshit the way people are always like, Oh, if you're having trouble contact this, you know, like people get real serious about it and want to like try and save people, but no one wants to, no one wants to go the next step. It's kind of it's kind of like how Republicans want people to not be able to abort children, but they also don't want to help poor people pay for children. 
Yeah. Yeah. But Um, it's a good point. You would think we could easily learn languages if we just took something we knew and changed the language, like an operating system or video game, things that are intuitive. So like something that we do every day, like if we, you know, change the language on a stop sign to say whatever stop meant in another language, you would know, okay, like like you would learn it easier, possibly through just knowing that's what that, that, that is. That's an interesting thought, actually. Um, I'm thinking about like, if we get to a point where Google Glass or something like that comes back, or maybe we put contact lenses, like you could, like, I'm trying to learn Japanese. So today, I want all the signs I see to be in Japanese you'd get that real world experience. Cause that's basically what you're talking about, right? Like yeah. to be able to like see a stop sign. And then you'd also get that repetition because like we, we, we see stop signs, but I, I would bet money that our brains don't read the word stop anymore. We just, we see it. We know what it is. We, we clock it immediately. We stop, you know, <laughs> uh, or y- and yield and all that. And so the same thing, what happened with, if you were learning a language, your, your brain would just get to where it knows the word because you would just see it all day, every day, not all day, every day, but you know, you'd see it so often that it would be sort of like subconscious learning. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. You should just uh, go ahead and load up windows. Be like, all right, we'll do Russian today. Oh yeah. Like have an, a mod that changes the language on all the websites. I think Erica has, has everything in Russian right now. Oh yeah. I know. Uh, I know she was playing overwatch in Russian. Ah yeah. Her and uh, our mutual friend Alex have both been using, is it Duolingo? I think. Yeah. Duolingo. I don't know what, I don't remember what Alex was trying to, to learn. Maybe Japanese. He was doing Japanese. That's what I thought. Okay. And Erica has known, has like dabbled in Russia and the Russian in the past. I mean, I think she's just trying to keep it fresh. <laughs> right. Um, people that design assembly lines and their equip in their equipment impress the hell out of me. Like, I was just thinking, like, there's no way I could come up with, like, a process of, like, you know, like, all this stuff happening in, like, a process and that that's the end product as a put-together thing. Yeah. Like, like I'm just like, how does this, how did you know that you, you could make a device that did this certain thing and then it would go on to this and this device could do this certain thing and then at the end you have, you know, a pencil or something, you know, whatever, like it's just, yeah. Engineers, man. And so much of the things that they design are proprietary, you know, they have to design it specifically to make this one thing. Yeah. And not only that, but just not only just to come up with that design, but to come up with a design for, you know, maybe some sort of robot or whatever, or, or a part of an assembly line that can be easily worked on where the parts aren't going to wear out, like to, to be aware of the, the, the grinding, the rubbing parts, as they say, that aren't going to wear out too soon or what kind of material they have to be made of. Yeah. It's, it really is impressive. It's like, you know, like the, the, the sheer stacked on stacked knowledge that man has as a species. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just, yeah. Pretty impressive. I was watching, I watched um, a video. Um, that one of my favorite like YouTube videos is uh, I think this guy, I think he's called the engineering guy or something like that. And he took a, uh, he did like a five minute video on the soda can 
And I don't remember like the myriad of things, but basically you, the amount of engineering that's just in a soda can is mind boggling. Cause he like went through like all the different little parts, like where it's crimped at the top, how the, the pull tab came up with why it's, you know, all the ways they learned to save metal. Um, one of the ways is, so you know how the Coke can is curved on the bottom. The, your, your, your guess is like, oh, that's to save on space. You know, they don't have to fill in that area with soda. But the reality is, is it's, it uses the classic dome shape and they were able to make that area of the can thinner and, you know, mm. across hundreds of thousands if not millions of cans you know that can that just that little amount of saving of metal could save a company you know like millions of dollars so Hmm. it's if i can find that video i'll tweet it out it's like really it's it's one of the most impressive like little videos to explain like how much engineering goes into things and and just how much knowledge we have stacked on top of other knowledge to 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 be efficient all right you're gonna have to help me figure out this this note that I jotted down. I bet optometrists would or do make a killing selling anti-dog wipes during summertime. <laughs> yeah, I I I <laughs> I heard all the words, <laughs> but I did not get to the to your destination. <laughs> I mean, I bet optometrists would or do make a killing selling anti-dog wipes during summertime? Because the people can't see as well, so they think they're buying... I don't know what anti-dog wipes are. <laughs> Is this... Was this a tweet that you saw? This was this was your thought, right? I, this is my thought. <laughs> Maybe you thought the letters... <laughs> Uh, looked like something that else that Altamish her sell to wipe their glasses with. And they're like, haha, these are cheaper. I, I can sell these to these people because their glasses are dirty anyway. I I... Oh, maybe it was supposed to be like, <laughs> so maybe wipes or something. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> if I would have grown up to become a scientist, my life's work would have been trying to figure out how to give other flavors the long lasting taste that onion seems to have. <laughs> I'll do you one better. Uh, being a scientist that uh, figures out how to create onions that don't last as long. <laughs> okay. We need to bring them back into parody with all the other fucking flavors. <laughs> see, yeah. see also Dorito flavoring because one of the, like one of the reasons I, I, will like avoid Doritos even when I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna eat some junk food chips is I feel like I eat Doritos. And the next day, despite multiple toothbrushings, I'm still like tasting Dorito in my mouth. Sounds, sounds amazing. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with your life here, Justin. <laughs> or garlic. Garlic's another one, which is similar to onion. Yeah. They're, they're a similar creation. Yeah. I wonder what, there's probably some um, chemical in there. Like you look it up and they're like, Oh, the chemical like a saw <laughs> makes it stick to your tongue. So, I don't know if you've seen this uh, show. It's called Chasing the Cure. Mm-mm. Okay. You, you can look it up if you want to, but it's called Chasing the Cure. And I put the note, you might as well make reality shows around homeless people, PTSD, vets, uh, and all all uh, 
all other types of victims of our society. Yeah. So basically chasing the cure is about people that have like weird things going on and like doctors can't help them or something like that. And so they've basically made a television show Mm -hmm. off of giving people health care. Well, I mean, it looks like the premise is more about finding the cure for this mysterious thing that like, yeah, I understand, but I'm just saying like, it's them profiting off of people that have illnesses. Well, you're right about that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you might as well make a reality show off of taking homeless vets that have, that suffer from mental illnesses and just going through their lives and figuring out everything that's wrong with them and like looking up their past and all that. It's like, there's just some things you just don't do. Yeah. Like, if you want to help people, help people. But don't, like, I guess just don't profit off of other people's misfortune. Like, and that's 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 what I get out of that show. It's definitely the kind of show I would never watch because I I, I have limited irrational fears. But one of them is that I'm going to be one of those people that you see stories about. Like, they do an AMA on Reddit, and it's like... Hi, Reddit. I live with an incurable disease uh, virus that causes me so much pain at all times that I have to basically take morphine at all times and barely ever get sleep. Like, okay, you're living a waking nightmare and I feel really bad for you. That horrifies me. Man. I'm glad I don't have have that. A, yeah. Glad I don't um, either. There was a, there's, there's a classic AMA about, or I say AMA or a story or something about a, um, a a man who was allergic to his own semen. Um, it was okay when it was inside of his body, but it didn't matter if he was able to not get any of the semen on the rest of his body. Just coming out of his penis would cause him excruciating pain for several days. And basically <laughs> he just goes on, goes as long as he can <laughs> until he just has to, you know, like, jerk one out and then be bedridden. Um, and I was like, cool, yeah. man, that really fucking sucks. Uh, thanks for the nightmares. <laughs> it's so, it sounds off. Right. That's just the thing that could happen to somebody. I wonder, could you just remove the prostate and, or it sounds like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe one of kids or something at some point. Yeah. I don't know. Um, do you think Hispanic kids get peanut butter and jelly burritos for lunch? Jesus. Like, you don't want to laugh at that. Like, you're like, that's wrong. But then you're also like, I mean, it's do they? I mean, they're, you know, they're tortilla. They're tortilla people, I mean, right? They like, they're maybe. I mean, the obvious answer is they don't eat peanut butter and jelly, right? <laughs> They probably get rice and beans, you know, the staples. Oh, okay. Just saying, like, peanut butter and jelly was a classic, like, kid thing. Oh, hell me. yeah. So it's like, I wonder I wonder if that transitions to other cultures mm. and that, that the median isn't bread. It's like a pita or <laughs> right. a, a tortilla yeah. or, you know, just... Or rice. What other, what other thing would substitute for bread? So I'm just, like, curious. It's like... I wonder if, wonder if they eat, uh, down in like you know South American countries if they would eat peanut butter and jelly on a tortilla. I have definitely eaten peanut butter and jelly on tortilla. I can tell you that much. Dude, I do it all the time, Hell yeah. man. I got a little tortilla. 
We're gonna go bad if That's, I don't exactly. eat these tortillas. I didn't have the, the, the goddamn tortillas. They never have enough based on the stuff I'm making or too much. <laughs> and you know what? Hey, it's less calories than straight up bread, especially Wonder Bread. So there you go. <laughs> Amber alert on my phone. It's one of those things you're annoyed at, but you're also happy they do it. <laughs> yeah, every time it happens, you're like, "What?" I mean, okay. I hope they find that kid. <laughs> But also you're like, fuck, that's really annoying. I thought, you know, the bombs were falling. <laughs> Do you think in the afterlife they celebrate your death day? It is basically your birthday for the next Oh, life. yeah. Like it's counting up. <laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a comic strip about like the Grim Reaper celebrating <laughs> someone's death day. Happy birthday. Happy death day. And like it's always it's always it's a it's a faux pas if you accidentally say happy birthday. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Whoa. Old habits die Whoa. hard. I'm recently deceased. I'm, I apologize. I'm new here. Old habits die hard. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right. I've got one other topic, but it's going to be a doozy of a discussion. So well, I'll leave it for when Jeremy's here and we can really hunker really, down. Okay. On that. Dig into it. All right. Uh. So that's it. Uh, thanks for listening to episode 421 of Outlandish Podcast. Um, hopefully uh, you guys are st- you guys stuck around for like the month and a half that we haven't <laughs> had. I didn't know. Uh, apparently John's podcast also took a hiatus. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I saw that, that uh, the Twitter account posted something and somebody replied back, oh, wow, it's been so long or something uh. like that. And so I guess uh, I think that they the last one they did was like back in August, so I think we're a little bit fresher than that. So hmm. maybe, mm, probably not. Yeah, I don't think we are. All right, uh, thanks for this episode four twenty one of Outlandish Podcast. If you like us, an email you can do so at letter at outlandishpodcast dot com. You can like us on Facebook facebook dot com slash outlandish podcast. You can follow us on Twitter outlandish cast. You can follow me outlandish Matt. You can follow Jeremy outlandish Jerry. And you can follow Justin at outlandish beats. Mm, I think that's it. Thanks for this episode four twenty one. I was thinking about trying to do like uh some old some parodies and stuff for commercials i was listening to some old ones and i was like man that's that's creativity gone by that's it doesn't exist anymore here like the place where that creativity was is it's long gone <laughs> just a dried up yeah. well now like all tapped you would drop that you drop that pail into that well oh. and you just hear it hit the ground and that's you it you pull and it up and splash. it's just spiders maybe a rat Oh my god! Like a skull. <laughs> like what the hell? A, a baby corpse. <laughs> Whoa! Shit. All right. Uh, thanks for this. Is four twenty one. We'll catch you in four twenty two. Uh, bye. Later. Say, right, there you go. Say thank you for listening to Outlandish. Thank you, Outlandish. Good enough.